You're going to be learning Lukuti Sichas Parsha Sav, the second Sicha in Lukuti Sichas Chelik Yudzayin. We're going to be using the translation into Lashon Kaidish. Sif Aleph. Beperusha el apasik eish tamet tukam mezbech lesichbe. In this week's Parsha, it talks about the burning of the carbonella. And it says over there that there needs to be a constant fire burnt on the Zbech. It shall not become extinguished. So Rashi quotes the words Eshtam, and he explains, what do these words, a constant fire, mean? So he says, the fire, which is described by the word Tamid, this fire, which says by Tamid, that is the fire which is used to kindle the candles of the Menorah, because by the candles of the Menorah, it says, Tamid. So therefore, the fire that says Tamid should be utilized to light the candles which say Tamid. And it also is lit from the Mizbeach meaning in addition to all the other tasks that the Mizbeach has, also, this is another task. Afhi, this also of lighting the menorah was done from the mizbeach achitzin. Okay, so b'pashas yesh l'fire shukvanis rashi the says tam l'tevis tamid shenires kiyitur lashin. So b'pashas, what's Rashi coming to explain? Rashi is coming to explain the word teva tamid because tamid seems redundant. Im kvanas akas of lahadgish sheish on mizbeach tzricha lidlik l'loy hefsek. He says, if the kvan of the pasuk was just to stress that the fire needs to be constantly lit on the mizbech, it would have been enough to say that a lit fire should be on the mizbech, which should not become extinguished. Similar to what it says earlier. Uh, earlier was talking about burning the oila at night, and it says over there that you would put the oila on the fire, and the fire in the Zbeach would be lit, would be burning, it will not become extinguished, and it's understood to me that throughout the entire night, it's not supposed to become extinguished. So also over here, when it says, Eish Tamid, that the fire has to be lit on the Zbeach, over here it's talking about during the day, it's understood that it also means constantly. Why would we not think it's constant? The Pasuk says, like Tichba, and it says it already earlier, the word like Tichba, we understood that it meant constantly. So, Mama Sifa Tevas Tamid. What does the word Tamid add? Belchem Pirish Rashi, Sheish Tamid Koi, Kan Koi, Al Eisha Meneir. Hanikras, Nir Tamid, Ashertukat, Taitlakis, Min Eisha Mizbech. Therefore, Rashi explains that the word Eish Tamid over here is referred to the Eish of the Meneir. And it's called, which is called the Nir Tamid, that it has to be lit from the Eish of the Mizbech. So, according to this, I'm going to read the Pasuk again according to how Rashi understands it. Eish Tamid. Tukad mi'al hamizbeach, that the esh tamid, the fire, which is called tamid, meaning the fire which is the fire of the menorah, it has to be lit from the mizbeach. Avol einza muvim, aleph kol teichin a parsha kan hu hamizbeach binyanov. B'chalal zeh ha esh al mizbeach. Im kei ma boy hachi b'prata b'pshuta shemikar dim binyan esh menorah. But the first shaila is, the whole parsha over here is talking about the Mizbeach and the different uh, inyanim about the Mizbeach, removing the ashes from the Mizbeach. Uh, and one of the topics is the fire which is on the Mizbeach. So why over here in the middle of this parsha, according to Pshut Shemikra, is it going to be giving you a din which is about the Eish HaMeneira? So you might come to say, oh, you're right, it should talk only be about the Mizbeach. But since there's an extra word, so when there's an extra word, the Chazal always darshan it to teach us a certain alacha. He says that's true, but over here you have a much more simpler way of explaining the word tamid, which would fit with the teichan of the parsha. 
He says, Har yesh lefarshiv apashtis. Shehu l'shem, teisephes hadgasha, gambaloshin chiyuvis shaltmitis. He says, you could explain it very simply, that it's coming to stress in, a, in an obligatory way the idea of tmidis, that it has to be constant. Upir shakasif, and the pshat of the pasuk would be that the fire which is on the mizbeach needs to be consistent, and needs to be constant without any type of stopping. And this is actually how the Ibn Ezra, who's from the top uh, commentators who explain the simple meaning of the Pasuk, he says the word Tamid comes to add in the Inyan of the Tamidah It's coming to stress that the, tmid, uh, the fire of the Mizbeach has to be, be constant. Look, look at our five. He says, that in mitzvah's essay, Lies Eishu Kudam is Bechatam, Shinam Eish Tamatukam is Bech. He says, even according to Allah, we actually learn from this, from this Pasik that there's a mitzvah's essay that there needs to be a fire constantly lit. Meaning, if it was just from the words Loisichba that should not be extinguished, I would know there's a Loisichba say you cannot become extinguished. There's a Loisichba say that you need to, I guess, put enough fire on there that it won't become extinguished. But then there's an added purpose over here that since it says that you have to light it, it's telling you that in addition to the Loisichba say, there also, there's also an assay that you need to make sure that it is lit. Um, so that, that is how, the, that's from the Rambam. Stam, just to, uh, thinking a little bit, maybe what the Ibn Ezra is trying to say, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but maybe uh, just a possible thought, because uh, Ibn Ezra doesn't mention anything about mitzvah's essay, loyisa essay, that if, according to the Ibn Ezra, it just said loyisichba, you can learn that it means is that you're not allowed to actively extinguish it. But now that it says... Um, the essay that you have to ishtami that has to be ishtami. This is telling you stressing that it's not just that you're not allowed to extinguish it, but more you need to be constantly be lit. Uh, possibly, I don't know if the, uh, if the Ibn Ezra would agree to that, but um, just a thought, anyways. So even though this vart of Rashi is actually from a Gemara. Gemara Numa, so therefore you might think, oh, it's 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 a Maimar Chazal. He says, but still, even if it's a Maimar Chazal, it's a Medrash. We know that the style of Rashi is not to, to bring every single Medrash which is on the Pasuk. He only brings ones which are Mukhrach that you need to explain it that way. He says, especially over here, where he doesn't even put the words Ribsenu Darshu. Even where Ribsenu Darshu needs to be something which is But by telling Rebbe Seinu Darshu, we're saying is we need to, in a sense, there's a problem with the pshat, with the sim- understanding the simple meaning of the words, and we cannot figure out from the context itself, and we need to bring in an agadic interpretation from the Rabbanon to, make, to, to help explain the Pasuk. So it's mukhrach that there is something which is missing in our Pasuk, and we need the Rebbe Seinu Darshu to explain that point. But even then it's mukhrach. But over here he doesn't even bring Rebbe Seinu Darshu. That means that from the Pesukim itself, his pshat is actually mukhrach, that you can see that his pshat fits into the psukim uh, on its own, without any external uh, sources. So uh, that makes the question stronger, because Pashtas, as we're saying, the Ibn Ezra, the Rambam, you can learn the Pasuk very simply, that Tamid is just coming to add in the obligation of Tmidis. The Rambam, again, according to the Rambam, that would be literally a mitzvah's essay, according to the Ibn Ezra, it's just adding into the stress of the importance of being Tmidis, uh, maybe even a third, another way of saying the Ibn Ezra make it even simpler is that it's it's just trying to uh, to stress that obligation that you shouldn't uh, the meaning is to be mazaras you to push you to do it 
uh, even more to make sure that it's not going to become extinguished that a person would uh, do on his own. I mean, it, even if it's just one time, the Torah says, like, that tells you it's obligation. But the Torah repeats it, that gives it a certain extra zizrus, as we find in other places. The Torah repeats something, it's, it's meant to, uh, to encourage you to, uh, to do it. Base, yes or okay? Rashi Gufei Kasav Le'il, Riba Kan Yekidah Sarbei, um, Rashi earlier wrote, this is in Pasuk Hay, uh, that the Torah says over here many times, Yekida. Yekida is Harbi. If you look at this parasha, the word Yekida is, keeps on recurring. It says one time, it says that the, uh, the oil is going to be on Alamaita, on its, on its hearth. The fire of the Mizbech will be lit on it. That's going on. The will be lit on it, meaning on the Mizbech. There will be a fire on the Mizbech, which is lit on it. A constant fire will be lit on the Mizbech. Four times it says this word Tukat. So Rashi tells us they're all Darshan Mizbechas. Because there's Machlaikas over there. How many uh, fires or bonfires did they have in the Mizbech? Some say two, some say three, and some say four. So on the top of the Mizbech, it's not just one large flame. There's actually uh, up, at, you know, so, somewhere between two to four, depending on which opinion uh, we're going according to. Um, the two that everyone agrees to would be the fire, which would be for the Kabanis, like the Ayla, the big bonfire. Then there would be a second one, which was for the Kataris. The third one, which there's an argument already, would be that there's a fire which is constant. Uh, it's constantly lit on the Mizbeach, just to, because we said that you need to have an Eish um, sorry, not because of Eish Tami, because since it says that you need to have a constant, uh, that you need to have a fire which is never going to be extinguished, so that's telling you that you have like a small little fire in the corner, I guess it's easier to keep a small fire going, you add a bunch of big large pieces of wood in this tiny little flame, and, it, and you can make sure that they're always, you know, kind of like in a shul, which is lit, and the fourth one, I don't actually remember offhand what it would be for, according to that opinion, but anyways, um, so the point is, The point is that Rashi already said that these four times the Satukat is uh, meant to teach us about the Marachis. So Eish Tamatukat is talking about one of the bonfires which are on the Mizbeach. So how can you write an R Pirish? That's talking about the fire of the Mizbeach when he said already earlier that it's being utilized to teach us about the din of the bonfires. Question, Gimel. Yisair Mizu. The end of this Pirish Rashi, it says, Rashi quotes the word <coughs> and he asks, I already said earlier, in the beginning of this parsha, and therefore he says, it's to be, make you over on two lava if you, if you extinguish the fire. Since it says twice, you're actually in over on two lava. So we see even this Pasuk itself, we see that we're not talking about the Eish, which is on the Eish uh, of the Menorah, we're talking about the Aish of the Mizbech, and you can not allow to extinguish it. So it seems like a steer in Rashi himself. Base. Many of you want to explain that Rashi is not trying to take the Pasuk out of its simple interpretation, and the Pasuk Taka is talking about the bonfire which was on the Mizbech, and this bonfire one of those four 
we weren't allowed to extinguish. And Rashi just wants to tell you that since we have an extra word tamid in our pasuk, which you didn't need, so that word is extra to teach you like a, a, a drasha. It's a drasha about the Eish HaMenayra, that the Eish HaMenayra also has to be lit from the fire of the Mizbech. So that would take care of uh, our, our other inyan. I mean, according to the, the two questions we asked earlier is like, according to Rashi, why would in the middle of the parsha of the Mizbech all of a sudden bring a din about the Menayra? So this, so the answering is, no, it is Taka talking about the Menayra, and the whole, I'm sorry, it's talking about the Mizbech, the whole Pasuk's talking about the Mizbech. It's just that since there's an extra word, so it's a drasha that's teaching us something about the Menayra, but the Pasuk in general is Taka talking about the Mizbech, um, also explains the second question we had. It said, uh, we already said earlier that Eish Tamatukum is referring to one of the bonfires. So we're saying, correct, it does, but there's an extra word which is teaching us specifically about the Mesha um, Menaira. And the third question is that Rashi, it seems like there's a steer in Rashi itself. It says, Loi Sichba, which he says is talking about the fire on the Mizbeach. So the Pasuk is talking about the Mizbeach. So the answer of Ken is correct. It's just because of the extra word Tamid, which is being used to the uh, Aramanaira. But this is very hard to explain in Rashi for a few reasons. He says, according to this, we should have said that the Rebseinu Lamdu Mekan, or Mekan Lamdu, meaning is, Rashi uses this expression of Rebseinu Lamdu Mekan when there's an extra word in the Pasuk, meaning he's not trying to say that this is the meaning of the Pasuk itself. Rather, there's an extra word, there's an extra, you know, the yitr, there's something extra over here, that from that, the chachamim are learning a vart. But the way that Rashi is writing it is not mashba that he's just learning a din out from it, like what we're learning out a din from this section about something else, but rather that this pasuk itself is actually talking about this particular union. So it's not a limit, an idea that we learn from here about something else, but rather this is what the pasuk is talking about itself. It's talking about the Isha and the Menorah. So that's problem one with this pshat. He says, Rashi quotes in his Divermas the word Esh, and also in his Pirish, he says, he explains fire with the word Tamid, and he says it's the fire that is described by the word Tamid. Meaning is that Tamid is describing the fire which is mentioned in the Pasuk. And what's that fire which says not Tamid? So Rashi explains, it's referring to the fire of the Menorah. So the fire of the Menorah, which is Tamid, has to be lit, in, lit from the fire of the Mizbeach. Right? So Eish, Tamid, Tukadbai, which we're saying is that the fire which is Tamid has to be lit from it. Uh, um, or lit from the Menorah. Lit from the Mizbeach. It doesn't say by. Sorry. Eish, Tamid, Tukad, Al, Mizbeach. The Eish, Tamid, has to be lit from on the Mizbeach. From the words of Rashi, from the Rishas of Rashi, it's clear that he's trying to explain the Pasuk itself, because he's taking the words of the Pasuk. He uses three words from the Pasuk. And what does he explain? It says, it's the five, also it is taken from on top of the Mizbeach, it shall be lit from it. So again, it's clear that he's coming to explain the words of the Pasuk, Tukad al Mizbeach. So he's not just explaining one word, he's explaining uh, how many words would that be? That would be uh, five words of the Pasuk. So therefore, this Pshat would not uh, work well according to Rashi. Look at our Osalar 11. The Pasuk actually says, um, the, there should be a constant fire on the Mizbeach. But Rashi adds the word, Me'al ha Mizbeach. 
that it's taken from the fire, from on top of the Mizbeach, it should be lit. Meaning that Rashi is telling you that the word Al Nepasi doesn't mean on top, but it means from on top of the Mizbeach. And then he explains a chitin to God. Uh, oh, so, and then from it says on top of the Mizbeach means that from on top of the Mizbeach, the outer Mizbeach, you should light it. Because on the words Al Because the words Tukat from those words it implies that it's referring to the Eish Tamid. When it says Mi'al, it means you're taking from the fire of the Menorah and you're bringing it to somewhere else. So you're taking the fire of the Menorah, the Eish Tamid is taken from the fire of the Mizbeach and put onto the Menorah. So that's why Rashi adds the word Ma'al. So that does not fit according to these other Mepharshim. And Gimel. Yesh Mepharshim, Shekosu B'yir Shastir Shebein Piris Piris Rashi Hanal. So the other way, the other Mephorshim, they are dealing with the second problem that we mentioned earlier. That Lachaira, Rashi said earlier that is referring to one of the bonfires. So how can you say in our Pasuk that's referring to the Menayra? So other Mephorshim want to explain that question by saying that when Rashi says that Eish Tamatuk Mizbech is explained in Masechus Yuma, he doesn't mean that it's explained in Masechus Yuma regarding the Marachis. Rather, it means that this whole, all four Psukim are explained in Masechus Yuma for different Inyanim. Some of them are used for the Marachis, and some of them are used for other Inyanim. And they explain that it's actually just the three other Psukim that are used for the Marachis, and there's an extra Vav, Veha Eish, and this extra Vavs, some, according to some, even two extra Vavs, uh, so the, the words of the, tu, uh, the other psukim, for example, let's say, um, since there's an extra vav or vav hey, we learn out an extra uh, uh, an extra bonfire. But the actual words is extra, and therefore Rashi is saying is referring to the naira, and we said what they're arguing about the number in the marechas. It's not referring to those words It's referring to the other ones. And kula yuma is going on all four psukim, but they're being each thing is being dashed. Whatever to to whatever the, uh, to different in Yanim in the Gemara. Okay, so Masha because the Rashi Shukulim Nidrushu Masechas Yuma B'Cholu B'Inyan Abrachas Barak Kadei L'Tzayim Be'Ezet Inyan Masechta Darshu Chazalas Pesuk Malalus. When Rashi says that they're all Darshin Masechas Yuma and they're talking about the number of the bonfires, he's only coming to Mitzayin which which Inyan and which Masechta discusses these Pesukim. Okay, Avalpia you do Begod Begodel Hadiyuk Shurashi B'Lashoni, but we know the great Diuk and Rashi in his Lashon. So moving shatir za any mach or cloud. This answer isn't very clear, isn't very smooth. Sharim kvanasi raklet sinus and makan shboy nidrushu absukim, diyoshamikitsu lashan, kulam nidrub sechas yumik shamasina kama pamperash rashi. If the purpose of rashi is just to tell you where they're darshan, all he should have said is that they're all darshan sechas yuma. Therefore, we must say that the word shanakhl rasina binyan marakas, that is actually relevant to his pirish. And that's going on what he said earlier. Right? Because according to how they're understanding it, the reason why Rashi adds the word Shnech is that in that Masechda, he's also telling you what Inyan it was talking about. What, like, what was the discussion in the Gemara? And the discussion in the Gemara was regarding the Minyan HaMarachis. And in that discussion of the Minyan HaMarachis, they, they discuss also this last Pasuk of Eish Tamid, which is uh, utilized to tell us about the Eish HaMenera. 
But if that is correct, why, why would Rashi actually have to tell you what it's discussing? That's not the style of Rashi, tell you what it's discussing. It does to tell you the source, and then you can look it up yourself. So if it's telling you, that must be something which is relevant to his peers. Knowing what the Gemara over there talks about, and then there's an argument, that would be something which is relevant. So the child is like that. The word Tamid actually has two translations in the Torah. It can mean constantly or can mean consistently. The difference is constantly means that it's, like say, the fire in the Mizbech is constantly lit, meaning it's there 24-7. Uh, but when it says, but the other time it can mean constant. Uh, can mean, sorry, it can mean consistently. Consistently means that it's at a certain, uh, there's a certain Seder, and it's every day at a particular time or every week, every month, every year, there is a certain time that it has to be done, and that's very, very consistent. It's not once in a while or once in a blue moon, it's a consistent time. And he gives two examples. It says by the Oilus Tamid that you brought on daily that it's Oilus Tamid, but it's not, you're not constantly, consistently bringing the Oilus Tamid, it's, it's twice a day. Alamaya means to say it's, it's consistent. It's consistently twice a day. Also, he says about Minichas Chavit, and this is the carbon that the Kain Gadol would bring. It also says Tamid, but he not bring it constant. It's half in the morning, half in the evening. What it means is it's consistent. Every single day, they consistently brought half in the morning and half in the evening. And the Mabon explains how do you know when to translate the word Tamid to mean consistent or when constant. So he says basically it has to do with the context. That when it's talking about a particular action, actions can never be constant. You can't constantly be doing a particular action. Uh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, burning the minchas chavitin can't be done constantly. So it's clearly what it means is, it means, it means um, consistently. But in other situation where it would mean, where it fits the word constantly, let's say by the fire of the Mizbech, then it would mean constant. So you just have to figure out by the context, is, is it an action-based thing, which has particular times, like the Oilus Tamid, which was one in the morning, one in the night, obviously doesn't mean constantly, obviously just means consistently. Okay. says, therefore, in our situation, Rashi, when he says the word Tamid, uh, when the Pasuk says the word Tamid, it cannot be coming to add in the Indian of Tamidius and consistency. Because the Pasuk already said, Loi Sikhba. Meaning, when you say it actually means that the fire has to be lit without any, uh, without stopping. But the word tamid could be explained to mean consistently, like during the days or the nights. And even then itself, it doesn't mean the whole day or the whole night. It could be once in the morning, once at night. So adding the word Tamid to tell you that it's going to be, uh, that you, that trying to stress the idea of consistency or constantly actually wouldn't help because you could explain it to that when it says that it shouldn't be extinguished, it means on a on a consistent basis, you know, like during, let's say, the, during the Oilus Tamid or, or the Oilus uh, certain times of the day or certain times of the night, it should consistently not be extinguished while it's burning uh, a carbon, let's say. But once the carbonists are finished to be burned, then you could extinguish it. So what we mean is it's, it's consistently being burnt when a carbon is being brought. So adding the word Tamid would not actually add, it would actually take away. 
Therefore Rashi adds the words, uh, sorry, therefore Rashi explains that the word Eish Tamid is coming to include another type of fire, which, which is uh, the the Halis Ner Tamid, the fire which is used for the Menoyer, that you have to light that fire of the Menoyer from the Mizbech. And just to give some more explanation, so why don't we talk it? Why doesn't Rashi Taka want to explain that maybe Tamid is trying to minimize the Laisikba? That I would have thought Laisikba means constantly, and therefore Tamid tells you that the Laisikba is only on a consistent on a consistent basis, but does not mean constantly. Why, why not? Maybe Taka that that is the pshat of the pasuk. Why does Rashi have to tell you that Eish Tamid must be referring to a different type of fire, the fire of the Menorah? Maybe Eish Tamid is really just coming to uh, minimize, not the, the Ibn Ezra want to say that it's stressing a greater level of Tamidis. But let's give it a different shot. Maybe Tamid is coming to minimize the level of uh, that it doesn't need to be constantly, but rather it just has to be on a consistent basis. While the Korbanos are being burned, there always needs to be a fire. So look at R20. Dahare. Loisichba pirish pirish al derechtuka tiheyukada. Shetzarech leftiach sha'esh loi tichabe. He says, because the words loisichba means that it shall not be extinguished. That you need to make sure that the fire will not be extinguished because it's the techaba means that it will not become extinguished. Similarly, that we have about uh, by, by the Aaron, it says that the uh, that the poles of the Aaron are not allowed to, uh, can, can, will, will not be removed from the Aaron itself. And Layizach is talking about the Chayshin, the Chayshin will not be uh, one slip off from the aphid. Uh, so it's the same type of expression, meaning is it's being said in a way. Of what not that you're not like I was like means that it doesn't mean that you shouldn't extinguish it. Rather, the word means that it's not allowed to become extinguished. So once we're saying that means that something which cannot become extinguished, then clearly it's going to be something which is 24 hours because you have to make sure that it will not become extinguished. And therefore, we have the word tamid doesn't really add in the tamidius. On the other hand, it can't be taken away because what we're saying is you have to make sure it's not becoming extinguished. So tamid. Uh, wouldn't take away from that idea. So what's it? What's its purpose? Therefore, telling us it's actually a description of another type of fire, which is the Madaira. So that this, by the way, will answer the first question. Our first question is why in middle uh, of the mizbeach. Well, it partially answered the first question, which was why in the middle of the description of the mizbeach does Rashi say it's talking about the Madaira? Why doesn't he just say it means a greater level of Timidius, like the Ben Ezra? So the explanation is because we cannot explain it as a greater level of Timidius, because it actually would be taking away, uh, or at least not adding anything to the Timidius, because it already says in the Pasuk, Loisichpe. So therefore, Rashi has to say it's going, it's referring to the uh, Menorah. And we'll actually give an, a, a, even more of explanation for, uh, for this question, answered even better later on. He'll add some more details. Uh, but that's the basic answer. Hey, now we can understand why Rashi says Yikidis Harbe. So let's ex- there's a few questions over here. Uh, he, he doesn't just mention, he could have just said it very, in a short way, that, that he mentioned that the Pasik says many times the word Yikida. And just rely and rely on the person, on the reader, that he can count himself how many times it says the word Yekidais. Rather, he has to mention every single time he says it, and he also includes in our, our Pasik Eish Tamid, 
why can't you just say that there's many Yekidos and look Mesech Azuma to Darshanet? No, he tells you how many. Uh, he says, Riba Kanyis, and, and then he tells you what they are. Beis. Sheherich B'lashoyna Riba Harbe V'lakos B'dik Arbe Yekidos Kan Alamukta. And then the other thing is he tells you that there's a lot. Why does he just say? There's four times the Pasuk says Yekidos. And Kemal Shahisev, Ach Shekasev Kula, Nedrush Mesech Azuma. So after he says that they're all Darsh Mesech Azuma, he adds, Shanach L'Kulusayna Bin Yinamrak Shahisham. And then he says another point is that there's an argument of the Rasein Abim Yen Why is it relevant that there's an argument? So he explains. Because Rashi is trying to stress to us that there's, the way how you explain our Pasuk is actually dependent on those opinion about how many bonfires there were on top of the Mizbeach. Kevin Shekasev Riba Khan. He says, since the Pasik is uh, uh, includes them or is marba them over here, it makes sense that Pshuta Shemikra, every time it says Yikida over here in our parsha, which is talking about the Mizbech, is actually referring to the Marakas. And that fits very well. That fits according to the opinion that there were four Marakas. And this fits well according to that mandamer, because he will say that even this last pasuk of Eish Tamid Tukamizbech is one of those four psukim that is talking about the four bonfires. And according to that opinion, Rashi actually is not explaining anything in this pasuk. Uh, because according to that opinion, it says four times Yikida, and it's actually referring to the four Marechas, so there's nothing which is extra in our pasuk. Uh, fine. What about the word Tamid, which we said doesn't fit very well in the Pasuk? She says, according to this Pshat, you're going to have to explain Tamid either like the Ibn Ezra, that is coming to stress the importance of the Timidius, or um, which we said in R25, he brings, uh, look at R25, we actually find in many places that this Pasuk is Darshan. For the Asian is Bech Aleph, but Tarakanis Pirzu, Parshazu, Tamid Af, Bishabas, Tamid Af, too, and that the Tarakanis says, What's the word Tamid coming to tell us? That it's Tamid, even on Shabbos, Tamid, even Babetuma. Meaning, if it would have just said, I would have thought maybe it means during the sixth day of the week, or maybe I would have thought, as long as it's not, uh, if there's, there's no Tuma, Kamash Malan, that the word Tamid, that has to be Tamid, even on Shabbos, even, even in Tuma. Based the Ram Sha'ara five mitzvah Elias Ish Tam according to the Ramam he learns from this pasuk that it's a mitzvah essay to have a fire. The Ramban Sham to kasses them mitzvah lekainim ekim eish according to the Ramam that this pasuk is telling us that there's a mitzvah for the kainim to make sure that there is a kim for this fire. But anyways, that's how you'd have to explain according to that opinion. And Rashi says that even according to the other opinions, that there is not more than two or three bonfires, there's also a proof from the Pshutta Shemikra. He says it's better, and there's a proof of Pshutta Shemikra, that there is only two or three. Why? Because Eish Tamid fits, it fits better, that goes on the Menayra. Because again, the word Tamid doesn't fit very well according to the opinion uh, that it's referring to the Mizbech itself. Because why say Lusichba and, and Tamid? But according to the opinion that it's not referring to the Mizbech, rather it's referring to the Menaira, then Eish Tamid goes on the Menaira, and that's why it says the word Tamid. And why Lusichba at the end of the Pasik is referring to the Mizbech. According to this Pshat, there are many. Yikidis, but they're not four. So that explains the Diyukim and Rashi that we just mentioned. Why 
does he, uh, why does he mention all four places? Because he has to explain to you that according to uh, how many mareches you, uh, you learn, how many mareches that there were, that's what you're going to use these four psukim for. So if you hold that there's four, then they're all being utilized. But if you hold there's only two or three, then you need to find other ways of utilizing these psukim. And I also tell, he doesn't tell you, four, he doesn't tell you a number for your kiddos. Because he's trying to tell you that some of these Yekidas are not necessarily referring to Nizbeach. According to one opinion, it is referring to Nizbeach. But according to other opinions, uh, one of these uh, Yekidas is not referring to Nizbeach, rather it's referring to the Meneira. And then he says it's all, there's a Machlaikis, because he's trying to tell you that it's a Machlaikis over there, because based on what uh, opinion you're going according to, it would be a different way of translating these Pesukim. Uh, so some wonders in Yanim Adair Halacha, according to Rashi. So uh, many dinim, there's sometimes there's made up of two par- parts that are dependent on each other. So the question is, which one of these details is the main thing? Uh, meaning, what is the main thing, the cause, and what is the uh, the outcome? Ludulma, give an example. Uh, we know one of the kabbanis that are brought on shuas is called the two loaves of bread, and the lach is that this it's a it's a korban made out of wheat. It's bread I mean, out of wheat flour, and it needs to be from the new crops. And before this shte is brought on shuas, it is. Also, to bring a mincha in the base of Migdash from any of the new crops. So, what is the main cause? What is the main Indian over here? So, we have two ways of learning. First way is, is the main thing is that the Shteyalachim has to be the first mincha that's brought from the new crops. And because it has to be the first one, so, so, the fact is that you can't bring anything else before that. Meaning is there's nothing actually wrong with any of the grain. It's not that the, there's something wrong with the grain and only once you bring uh, the the shte'alachem does everything kind of get fixed. Like let's say by, uh, you know, by, by Chadish. You're not allowed to eat Chadish before Pesach, the second day of Pesach. So the part is that because before you bring the carbon Aymer, everything is actually prohibited to eat. There's something wrong with it. But once you bring the Aymer, then everything becomes permitted. But over here, maybe that's not the vart. Maybe the vart is really everything is fine. But the, pro- but the thing is, we have a din that this has to be the first one. So since it has to be the first one, you can't bring anything before it. Because if you bring a mincha before it, then the shte'alachem won't be the first mincha. And it kind of defeats the purpose of being the shte'alachem, which is called the, min- the mincha bikurim, uh, when it's not really the bikurim. It's not really the first one brought. <speaking in Hebrew> Or maybe the din of the menachas is that it needs something to be matrit, meaning that there's something, there's an iser in the grain, and because of that iser which is in the grain, it's prohibited for being brought to the mikdash. And in order to be matr, the krava of the menachas menachadash, you first need to bring the shte'alachem. And once you bring the shte'alachem, then all the other grain becomes permitted. The reason why the shte'alachem has to come, the purpose is to be matr all the other menachas from the chadash. So this is a question, what's the main thing, what's the masubah? One way of looking at it is the main thing is that you're supposed to have a new mincha. 
because you need to have a mincha, then you're not allowed to bring a grain from any of the new crops until this is brought. The second way is saying, no, all the grain is prohibited. Since all the grain, there's something which is prohibited within it. So therefore, you need something to be matter it, to permit it. What brings the hatter? By bringing the shtehalachim, that matters all the grain going for, uh, if going fighter to be um, permissible to be used in the base of Mikdash. So, so this is a big nafkamina. First of all, im of ruvi krivu mincha metvu chadasha. Let's, let's say uh, he brings, let's say, uh, you know, Shuas is usually Vav or Zion, Sivan. So let's say um, on Aleph Sivan, someone, come, uh, someone comes to the Mizbech and he brings the new, he takes some of the new grain, some of the new wheat that just uh, harvested a few days earlier, and he brings a carbon Mincha with it. And after they bring it, they find out that's from the new stuff. So the Shaila is. Are you allowed to bring another one? You know, once this guy already messed up and he already brought a mincha, which was the first one, could people start bringing from the new grain on Bez, Gimel, Sivan, even before they bring the Shdei Or we say, oh, okay, the guy made a mistake, so that's wrong, but nobody else bring. We first have to do a Shdei on Shavuos, and then after Shavuos, you guys can start bringing more menachis. So he says it really depends on these two ways of learning. If the purpose is that the Shtei Alachim is supposed to be the first Mincha brought, well, that's, a really, that's too late. So that's already messed up. It's, not, it's never going to be the first one because somebody already brought from the Tuvuah Chadasha Mincha on the first day of Sivan. So therefore, the Shtei Alachim, which is brought either on Vav or Zayin Sivan, is not going to be the first one. So therefore, since it cannot be the first carbon brought, then Bemela, you could bring as many menachas as you want from the Tuvuah Chadasha even before the Shtei Alachim. But if it's according to the second ayfin, which is that it's asr to bring a mincha <coughs> from chadash, from the new grain, before it becomes mutter through the chadash. He says the isr is still there. Even if you bring a mincha from chadash, what does that mean? It means you took some grain which was prohibited to be brought in the Mizbeach as a mincha. You brought it by accident you, and you put it on the Mizbeach, but that was wrong. But all the other grain is still also prohibited. So you can't continue bringing more menachas because you brought it once, but you're, you can't continue bringing in uh, grain which is not permitted to be used as a mincha. Because as long as you do not bring the Shtei um then there's no matter which, which permits you to bring mincha from the Chadash. So that would mean is, even if you did bring a korban by accident from the Chadash on the first day of Sivan, you would not be able to uh, continue bringing more menachas because the grain is still prohibited until the Shtei HaLachem is brought. So that's, that's this idea of looking at what's the Iker and what's the Mesubah. So similar to this is the question in our situation. Is the halacha of lighting the menorah from the Zbeach Chitin, I did in the halacha of menorah, meaning that the fire of the menorah needs to come from the Zbeach Chitin. It's integral that the menorah, what is a kosher fire which could be used to light the menorah? The only kosher fire is the fire which comes from the Zbeach. Or maybe uh, the Chiev is 
is really regarding the Mizbeach, that there's an obligation on the Mizbeach, that one of its purposes is that you're supposed to use the Mizbeach to light the Menorah. And we know this because since the obligation of lighting the Menorah is, uh, is brought up in, while discussing the Parsha and the Mizbeach, it actually would make sense that it is actually the second way. That's what the Rebbe points out in the bracket. Since this Chiev is said in the Parsha of the Mizbeach, it's relevant to the Mizbeach, that the Mizbeach, one of the things you're supposed to use the Mizbeach for, one of the mitzvahs you're supposed to do with the Mizbeach, is to light the Menorah with it. So what's the difference? So he explains. For, let's say in a situation when there is no fire on the Zbech, for whatever the reason, let's say, you know, the, the, they don't have any more wood, so the fi- there's no wood, they, they, it, was a, it was a bad season, there's no more wood, and they cannot light the, the fire on the Zbech. So the question is, could they light the fire of the Menorah, you know, from, a li- from something else, from a lighter, from matches? So he says like this, If it's a din in the menorah, meaning is that the menorah needs to be lit from the fire on the mezbeach, that's the only kashra fire that there is for the menorah, then if there's no light, there's no fire in the mezbeach, then you can't light the menorah either. But if it's a din of the mezbeach, meaning that one of the din of the mezbeach is that there's a mitzvah to use the mezbeach to light the menorah, so in a situation when there's no fire in the Mizbeach, so you can't do that obligation. But that doesn't, so therefore, you would just light the Menorah from anything, any other fire that's available. Right? So it's not a problem in the Menorah. The first way is that the Menorah needs this type of fire. So if there's, you don't have that fire, then you can't light the Menorah. The second way is that the Menorah really can be lit by any fire. But since there's a mitzvah that the fire has to be lit from the Mizbeach, so you can't use any other fire because then you're going to be mavalta the mitzvah of utilizing dafka the fire of the mizbech. But if you can't use, there's an oinus, you cannot use the fire from the mizbech because there is none, then uh, then you just got to use whatever fire that's available in order to fulfill the mitzvah of the menorah. So in hader halacha mashkun shazel din b'halakas eshal menorah shitzrichalavim mizbechitz. He says hader halacha. The implication is you look in the ram and the rivet that it's actually a mitzvah in the menorah that the menorah needs to be lit. From a fire that comes from the Mizbeach Chitzin. Look at R33, Ray, Ram, and Ravish, Bar 31. Shaharam and Kosu, Per Gimel, Hamadawa, Mitzvah, Salak, Tamanir, Leib, Per Deshes, Shuader, Eshem, Mizbeach, Marach, Shalak. He says the Rambam, you know, is very particular about where he writes the Lachas, that where he writes a particular Lacha is, 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 is telling to you what its gather is. So if it's written with the halachas of the menorah, that shows that th- this is a din which is, rel- is, is part of the halachas of lighting the menorah. If it's, ta- if it's been written in the halachas which discuss the bonfires of the mizbeach, then we know that it's a din in the mizbeach. So if you look at the Ramah, the Ramah writes this din when it's talking about the menorah in Per Gimel. So it's clear that according to Ramah, that this mitzvah is something which was relevant to the menorah and not relevant to the fires in the mizbeach, that there's an obligation that one of the, fire, that the fires in the mizbeach have to be utilized for the menorah because he doesn't write this Allah on Perak Bays, where it discusses the fires of Mizbech, he actually writes in the next chapter, which is exclusively talking about the mitzvah of lighting the Menorah. But Rashi changes his Lashon. The Chazal in the Gemara tells us that the Eshtam, this constant fire, the Eshtam, which is the fire of the Menorah, which I told you from, it should not be lit except from the head of the Mizbech. So that's clear from the Gemara that it seems like. Um, that it has to be. The menorah has to be lit from the Rosh Hashem Mizbech. So that would be like the 
uh, like the Ram and the Ravid, that are saying that it is a mitzvah which is relevant to the Menorah, that the only, that Menorah, in order for it to be kosher, needs to have this type of fire. But Rashi writes like this, Rashi says also it's from, uh, from the, it's lit also from the Mizbeach HaChitzen. Meaning is that the Mizbeach HaChitzen has different obligations, and also it, also the fire of the Menorah, needs to be taken from the Mizbeach HaChitzen. Meaning like the Katiris is lit from the Mizbeach HaChitzen, the oilists which are put on top of it are being burnt by the Mizbeach HaChitzen, so Afi, also the Menorah, has to be lit from the Mizbeach HaChitzen. So Mashman Shuzeo Dim Mizbeach HaChitzen, which implies that, the, that this is a din in the Mizbeach Chitzen, that the fire, uh, that its fire needs to also be utilized just like all the other fires which are here, uh, that the, uh, has to be utilized for different things, and this is the fire needs to be utilized for the Menorah. And this actually is the location for our psukim, because since our, the Torah is talking about the Mizbeach, and then it tells you in the middle of the discussion in the Mizbeach how you're supposed to light the Menorah, it implies that it's actually one of the obligations of the Mizbeach is to use its fire to light the uh, Menorah. So that fits well according to the second oifin. Um, so again, so Rashi who learns Peshitta Shemikra is going to be learning the second oifim because that makes more sense. About what, uh, because since we're talking about the Menorah in the middle of the Parsha and Mizbeach, it must be that it's a din of the Mizbeach. Uh, Rambam, the Ravid, they're not necessarily trying to give Peshitta Shemikra. They're learning the Psukim, how the Gemara learns it. And the Gemara, based on uh, whatever Tarashas that they have and different Kabbalists that the Gemara have, learn it differently. And they base their Pshat and also the Pirish of these Psukim, not necessarily... Pshutei uh, Shemikra, meaning just utilize. Shemikra means that you're you're utilizing the psuk only the psukim that you have in front of you. What's the mashmois of the psukim? While the Gemara, there could be uh, you know Gzair Shavas. There's thirteen midas that the Torah and the for him. There could be Kabbalas, Halacha, Mashmasina, many different things that also get taken into account. Okay, so that is the end of the sicha. Um, sorry, the end of the explanation of Rashi. So Zion and onwards is going to give us the lesson in Avodas Hashem. So let's just see if we could now go back and just explain this Rashi and what's going on over here. So in short, the Pasuk is telling us that there needs to be an Eish Tamid which is lit on the Mizbech, it cannot be extinguished. The Shaila that Rashi has is, why does it say Eish Tamid? If we're talking about the Mizbech, that the Mizbech needs to have a fire which is constantly lit there, it already tells us in the Pasuk, which means that you're not allowed to allow it to become extinguished. So if you're not allowed to allow it to become extinguished, it's already going to be something which is consistent and constant. Um, so by telling us the word Tamid, it's not actually adding anything in the Parsha. On the contrary, Tamid, as we said, not always means consistently. So it doesn't necessarily mean a constant fire. You could also translate it as a consistent fire, that you're lighting it, for example, once a day, or lighting the Mizbech twice a day, which would actually give the implication that it's not uh, consistent. Therefore, Rashi tells us that Eish Tamid is not referring to the fire of the Mizbech, rather it's referring to the fire of the uh, and the fire of the Menorah needs to be taken from uh, this place. And then Rashi continues that there's a machloikis, or actually previous Rashi tells us that there's a machloikis about, about, about this Masechus Yuma, and there's many times that the Pasuk, the, the, the Pasuk uses the word Yekida, that's trying to tell us that really the way how you explain our Psukim is based on a machloikis in Yuma. Because if you hold that there's four bonfires, then you've got to utilize all four Psukim for bonfires, but if you hold there's two or three, then the pshat that he's going to say in a moment, which is the next pasik, 
uh, about Eish Tamid, which refers to the Eish Tamid that would fit well according to those other two explanations that the two or three Marachis. So now let's see if we can answer all the, the initial three questions that Rashi had. The first question is why in middle of the uh, discussion in the Mizbeach do we give a din about the Menorah? So two, really two points. Point number one is because you have to say that's Pshat because it was already explained the word Tamid is extra. But even more than that, as the Rebbe explained in the uh, in the Yunyanim of Flaim in Halacha, the reason why the din of the Menorah is mentioned in the, regarding the Mizbeach because it's really a din in the Mizbeach that there's an obligation that the, mis, the fire from the Menorah needs to be lit in the Mizbeach. It's a din in the Mizbeach that part of the mitzvah of the Mizbeach is that its fires are being used to light the Menorah and you shouldn't use anything else. And as you said, the Nath be is that if the Mizbeach doesn't have any fire, let's say there's no more wood, there's no fire, then really the Menorah can be lit from anything according to this Pshutish Mikra. The next question we had is, we already explained, why does Rashi... Uh, uh, it seems like there's a stira. He says Eish Tamid is being used for the bonfires. So that we explained that really there's different opinions and that Eish Tamid would be used as a bonfire only according to one opinion. But Rashi saying that Eish Tamid refers to the Menorah is according to the other two opinions. Uh, and then the third question was Loisichba is talking about the Eish Tamid So it seems like a stira in the Pasuk itself. The first part of the Pasuk is talking about the Eishem Menorah, and the second part of the Pasuk is talking about the Eishem Mizbeach. So the answer is no, the whole Pasuk is really essentially talking about the obligations of the fire of the Mizbeach. One obligation of the fires of Mizbeach is that you're supposed to use it to light the Menorah. And there's a second obligation regarding the fires of the Mizbeach that you're not allowed to become extinguished. But the whole Pasuk is talking about mitzvahs which are relevant to the Mizbeach. Part one is that you light the Menorah from it. Part two is that you're not allowed to become extinguished. And, and, and the rubber actually gives us an interesting deek in one of the Aras, I think it's Ara 36, that there's a din that you're not allowed to, uh, you, as we know, you're not allowed to extinguish a fire. Even if, let's say, you take a coal from the Mizbeach and you uh, take it off the Mizbeach and you pour water on it, or even on the Mizbeach, you pour water on even one coal, you're over on a lava, but you're not allowed to make an extinguishing. The exception would be is, let's say you took off a coal, and the purpose was, let's say, to use it for the Kateris. So once you, the Raman tells us that once you took these coals, and you put it onto the uh, machta, that's the um, the shovel that's being used for the Kateris, then it's not anymore considered the fire in the Mizbeach, now it's considered the fire which is being prepared to use for the Kateris, and if you extinguish it, you won't be over. So now we have an interesting afkamina. Let's say you're on the Mizbeach and you're preparing a fire for the Menorah. So if we're saying that this fire from the Menorah is really part of the Mitzvah of the Mizbeach and you extinguish it at that point, then you're going to be over. Because it's really just the Eish Mizbeach. And part of the Eish Mizbeach is supposed to be used for the Eish Menorah. So it's not a different Mitzvah. It's still part of the Eish Mizbeach. But if we're saying like the Rambam, that the Eish Menorah is really a different Mitzvah, that there's a Mitzvah that the Eish Menorah, the Menorah needs this fire. So it's nothing to do with the Mizbeach. It's really the Menorah needs that fire. So as soon as you separate that fire from the Mizbeach, and, and you're going, planning on using it for the Menorah, then it's no more considered Eish Mizbeach, it's considered the Eish which is going to be used for the Menorah, and if you extinguish it, you would be Pater. Sif Zayn. Haroya Mizah Bavaydis Hashem. What is the lesson? Hakelim Shahib Mishkan Umikdash Nechlak Mechlas Lebe Sukim. Hakelim Shahim Lebefnim Hamizbeach Apnimi Hamenorah Shulcham Mizbeach Chitzim. There were two types of Kalim. They were the Kalim which were inside the Mishkan. Those were the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach Apnimi, the Menorah, the Shulcham. Then you had the kalim which were outside of the heichel, like the mizbeach chitzin, you had the kiar, etc. Bavodis adam eloheim bezafani avoda, avoda im atzmi b'fnim avoda mezulas lefoil lekarev gamas elohen usayim b'chutz. 
the two types of avoda that we have. There's an avoda with oneself, that's the bifnim, those which are inside. And then there's a avoda that you do with others, to affect others which are b'chutz, which are outside. And this is the effect that one has outside, meaning on the world. This is similar to the that dafka on it, uh, they would be mocked with the kabanis of all Yidin. Yeah, even someone, let's say, who didn't have error has to bring a carbon chatis. This is a place for bir in Yona Elam. You have to, it's for purifying the world, even for those who are pechutz, even for those who have sin. Upapratis yaser, more detail. Allah samanera hu inyan atayrak, mashkas of kaner mitzvah tayrar, alzad namar lahalis ner tamik, yichiv tamatayrak mash inkin mitzvah. In more detail, one of the kalim which were bifniyam was the menayrak. And we know the menayrak is, uh, is for the inyan, it, it resembles, is it was symbolic of the inyan of tayrak, because we know it says in the Pasik that the candle is the mitzvah and the tayrak is the light. And regarding the menorah, it says lahalais uh, near tamid, kichiv tamatar, and that's like the chiyav of tamatar, which is constant. So befrat mishu terasa menasa shir bichinas near tamid mukushal lahashem bchalais, and especially someone whose Torah is his profession, and then his obligation is constantly learning Torah. So that's like the menorah that it's a candle which has a flame on it, just like uh, the menorah itself, which is a candle. So the Torah is that our Ner mitzvah tar or just like the menorah, which was a ner with an r. Allah shiyachol yeshav ay litat kevin shbi yachal tulias menorah diolakis. But even shalahalis nay tamid aim kain ain who zakik lekima mitzvahs afilu kshafan of mitzvah veres. So a person who's a yeshav oil can think since he is a menorah which is lit, and he's an oifin now that he's constant lahalis nay tamid that his ner is constantly lit with a fire. Therefore, he doesn't need to do mitzvahs, even those mitzvahs which are mitzvah veres that if you don't do now, you won't have a chance to do it. Still. He's busy with the the uh, with with the void of He's busy with the the Torah R. Bechem ukolshke malo lekai maga masa iminyan ha'elam afilam yehudi ha'acher sheva erech maka milas yeshavai who nims bechutz. And for sure, why does he have to deal with things in the world or with another yid who beerech his milo of being a yeshavai or someone who's within the heichel itself, dealing with this individual would be considered chutz. Therefore, the lesson of our parasha comes that the menorah itself needs to be litten, and not only does it need to be litten from the mezbech, but it actually is considered part of the mezbech. It is part of the mezbech, right? We said the fire of the menorah, at least while it's still, um, it's the obligation, part of the obligation of the mezbech is that you need to have the fire of the menorah lit from it. And, and while it's still on the mezbech, at least, we said it's still considered uh, part of the light of, of the Mizbeach. Until you actually take it down uh, and use it from the Menorah, it's still really part of the uh, Mizbeach. So what's the Vart? He says, you have a Mizbeach Pnimi. And this is a very high level of Avaida that person does with himself. But that Ar HaMenayra doesn't come from the Mizbech Pnimi. Rather, its place, even though the Mizbech Pnimi was very close to the Menayra, and, and, and also spiritually it's very close, because both of them resembled Avaida of Pnimi Salav. That the, the Mizbech Pnimi is the Avaida of Avvir that comes from the inner part of the heart. Um, but nonetheless, that's not where you light the Menayra from. It has to be specifically from the Mizbech Chitzen, which we're saying the Mizbech Chitzen resembles the fire of dealing with the world. 
it's like the spoiliness and the meditation about the, the greatness of Hashem that you find in the world, the meditation of Ashkach HaPratis that you find in the world, it's, it's dealing with the world and finding Hashem with the world. We find that the fire, Rashi tells us, even when it's on the Mizbech, it's connected already with the fire of the Menayr. Meaning is that even when the, fi- the, the, the Mizbech has an obligation that it needs to be utilized for the Eish Menayr. So what does this mean? The implication is that the Avodah it is that in order for you to have your candle lit, even before that, it needs to be relevant to you that another Yid who is found outside, his candle should be lit. Only when... When you have, when you even when you think about the mizbeach chitzin first, because your source, basically the source of the light of the menorah, comes from the mizbeach chitzin. So that means is you need to be thinking about another yid first, and only then are you able to light up your own candle with the arhatayr. Kachuzel shal menorah mizbeach chitzin has askus mechutz negei ad kadekach shenirmasu v'pasik dedam b'tevas tamid. And this connection of the menorah with the mizbeach chitzin is relevant to such a degree that the hint of this pasik. It, Hint of this idea is in our pasuk with the word tamid. He says the ability for Yesh El to have consistency in his avodas Hashem. This is only possible through this that he uh, that he stands up to the test and the hardships of dealing. Uh, of, with those who are outside, or dealing with the parts of himself, or dealing with the world which is outside of the world of Taira, and being misasic with other people who are outside of the base Medrash. And only when he has that capability of dealing with those which are Bechutz, then he will be Zeichet to the Maila of Tmidius, of consistency when he comes to his Limud, Avaida, and Limud Taira.